0: The following contains descriptions of physical violence, sexual violence, and graphic descriptions of autopsies. This is episode 16 of TGIC Podcast. I'm Jillian. And I'm Izzy. Today we'll be talking about the abduction and murder of nine-year-old Amber Hagerman, who is actually the namesake for the Amber Alert program. So today we're going to do our usual format, and then we'll just talk a little bit about how the Amber Alert program started and how it relates to this case. So let's just jump right into background. Amber Renee Hagerman was born on November twenty fifth of nineteen eighty six in Arlington, Texas, and she was nine at the time of her disappearance. She had a younger brother whose name was Ricky, and he was four years younger, so he was about five at the time of her disappearance. It's just like it's so so sad sad. that they were both so young. I know. And like, can you imagine losing a sister so young? Like, it's and when you're at that age, like stuff is not really necessarily your memories once you're older. Like, it's kind of stuff that's retold to you. Yeah. It's very so at the time of her disappearance, she still lives in Arlington, but she was visiting her grandparents who lived in another part of Arlington at the time. So I actually don't know where her dad was at this time, but I know that her mom had taken her and her brother to go stay with her grandparents for a bit. I think they were on a break from school or something. Yeah, maybe it's just like a vacation. Yeah, and I don't think that it was necessarily that they lived far apart. I think it was just change of scenery, scenery I guess. So yeah. she was staying with her grandparents at this time. And Amber was a bright and happy fourth grader with a freckled face, brown hair, and big blue eyes. Ugh, that just, like, the fact that she was staying with her grandparents, and I can only imagine, like, how much guilt her grandparents must have retained after that. I just, this is so sad, and not that, like, any other case is, like, more or less sad. She was just, like, a little girl. She was a Girl Scout. Like, I don't
1: know. Like, it was just
0: so, she was so innocent If that. I I don't, like, I don't know how to explain it further than that. I just, I mean, I guess all cases are like this. I don't know. But, like, it could have been, like, any other kid. Like, I mean, it could have yeah, been no. us. Not really, actually. It could not have and, been I mean, this the just like, We weren't born. Yeah. But. but, I mean, there's just, like, a factor to it. The fact that they literally did the Amber Alert after her. Yeah. So this wouldn't happen as much in the future. Okay, so I'm gonna get into the timeline a little bit. So, January 13th of 1996 was sadly the last day that Amber was ever seen mm-hmm. alive. So, at 3.10 p.m., Amber and her brother Ricky asked their grandparents if they could go ride their bikes. And, I mean, their grandparents were like, okay, stay close to home and only ride around the block. And, I mean, of course, Amber was, like, a normal nine-year-old girl, and she was like, hey, let's, like, have fun. Let's go to, like, the Winn-Dixie parking lot, which is, like, farther away. It's kind of a tough situation, too, because, like, okay, so her grandparents are probably just going to, are more likely to be more lenient about than, like, her parents would have been. Like, I know... I don't know necessarily if this would be the case in my family, but I, I imagine grandparents were just a lot more like, yeah, sure, go ride around the block, like, stay safe, but stay close. Mm-hmm. But, like, they were little kids. Like, I, I bet their parents probably would not have let them go ride their bikes yeah. by themselves, which is, like, makes it a sad situation. And obviously it's not the grandparents' fault or anything. It's just, like, I don't know. Like, that situation probably wouldn't have happened if, if it was, if if it was if they with their, their parents, parents. yeah. yeah. And, I mean, it's not like the parking lot was totally, like, weird for them to go to. It was actually, like, a well-known spot for local kids to go bike. These there was, like, a bike ramp, and it was just, like, a big open space. You know what I mean? And, I like, mean, she wanted to go up on. Like, I totally understand, yeah. like, our logical thinking. I mean, we're kind of neurotic, and we were weird little kids and probably thought about this stuff. And, like, I mean, we That's would never true. have gone to a parking lot by ourselves. Because yeah. Because... That would have scared the shit out of me. No, it would have scared both of us, I mean, honestly. We literally could never. No. We were, like, weird little kids who genuinely thought about being kids. No. <laughs> I don't know, like, if you, like, Jen and I both have weird fears, and we both had them since we were younger. I've literally been neurotic about something like that <laughs> happening to me since I was, like, a child. Yeah, literally same. Okay, so back to the timeline. At 3.18 p.m., with eight, 318 PM which is, like, only literally eight minutes after they left. Ricky decided that he didn't want to ride his bike anymore because he didn't want their grandparents to get mad at him, which I totally get, and he's five. Aw, that's so sweet. Yeah. He, like, didn't want to like, I don't want to, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was where his sister probably was like oh, yeah, like, this is so cool, and he was like, yeah, I want to be cool, too, and then he, he got scared, yeah. and so, I mean, Amber did the big sister thing, and she was like, hey, then you can go back, like, yeah. it's not my problem. As a big sister, I can, um, say I definitely do this, um, I still do this, and my brother's 13, <laughs> we will, like, be taking our dog on a walk, and if he says he wants to, like, go back, and I'll be like, no, you can go back by yourself, like, it's, it's, it's a thing. It's mm-hmm. not really a thing, even if you are both teenagers and are capable of being alone in places. <laughs> okay, so then Amber was left alone at the Winn-Dixie parking lot to ride her bike, and her brother returned home without her. And right after her brother left, Amber's kidnapper, who was said to be Hispanic or white and driving a black truck, and he came and picked her up. And basically a witness named Jim... Kevil? Kevil? I don't know. It kind of looks like Kevin with an L. Yeah, it's Kevin with an L. Saw them, like, saw it happen from across the street. And he lived across the street. Like, he witnessed it through a chain-link fence... But he's the only witness in this case, so therefore he's literally the only And a lot of times there's not even witnesses. It's kind of crazy that this case has a witness like this. Exactly. Like, Like, to actually see the kidnapping. Yeah. Like, there's always witnesses who, like, maybe saw a person talking to someone. But, like, this is intense. Like, this guy saw it happen. Yeah, exactly. So, like, who the hell is this kidnapper who's just, like, in broad daylight snatching a girl in front of people? In a Winn-Dixie parking lot! Not even, like, in a park. In a parking lot. Yeah. And okay, yeah, that's just insane to me. And so he said that the kidnapper has a. He's white or Hispanic, and he's a male, age 25 to 40, which I will say is kind of a big. No, that is age. a big I, I feel like, how do you not tell? Like, you're either on the younger or older side of that. There's, yeah. There's a big. I mean, it's possible you didn't get a good look at them, but, but like, still, you can tell. You like, can totally tell. I don't know, something. You can definitely tell. Like, a 40 year old's probably going to have a little bit of gray hair, and like, a 25-year-old would not. Yeah, I totally agree. And, I mean, like, I just, there's, like, the, your stature is different once you get older. There's just specific things I feel like you could tell the difference Yeah, between. I mean, he did see through a chain link pe- fence. Pence? <laughs> um, <laughs> not pens, Um Fence. And so it's totally possible maybe he didn't get, like, the greatest look at him. But, like, mm-hmm. still, I feel like, I mean, I don't, I feel like, maybe he just didn't want to give an inaccurate description. Yeah, got, so he wanted to be on be the safe side. Yeah, I guess that makes yeah, and he said that he was under six feet tall with a medium build. Okay, what is a medium build? Like I can't even picture. sure. Like I guess like not skinny, but not like a big dude. Helpful. I feel like this literally could be any guy in Texas. No, this could be any person. Period. Yeah. Like I don't. This is the. He's literally describing the average male. I mean, in like yeah. anywhere. Yeah. And yeah. he said that the kidnapper was driving a dark blue or black truck. At least they see a truck. That's helpful. Yeah, that is helpful. And he said that Amber was taken off of her bike and thrown into the truck, kicking and screaming. That's so sad. That's like, I can't even imagine seeing that go, like, happen and feeling, like, hopeless like you can't do anything. That's, like, awful. No, and that's so sad that she was kicking and screaming, like... She was fighting back. Yeah, I mean, as much as she could, she was a little nine-year-old. That's so sad. That's literally so... I... Oh, my God. And, like... This is, like, everyone, every parent's, like, worst nightmare. Yeah. And, I mean, let's just be... In a lot of cases, people probably saw things like this happen and didn't report it. So, let's just be glad that this guy at least yeah. saw and thought, okay, I need to tell civil police. And, and Okay. So, also, I have to say, like, the fact that she was kicking and screaming, I think, is really important because he realized something was wrong. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes in cases, like... Like, this is... Okay. I feel like we talk about this a lot, but this is why there's, like, stranger danger lessons, because a lot of times kids will walk off with kidnappers because, like, they're offered candy or puppies or something. No, literally, and they won't, like, m- make a could, fuss. Yeah, and it could be, like, a kid with their parent, like, people yeah, don't realize. except, and I mean, another thing, I've been in, like, public with my parents when I was younger, and I've seen other little kids do this, where they're, like, having a tantrum, and you're screaming and crying, and your parents are dragging you. Yeah. Like, that's yes. not, not normal Is a thing. And, I mean, it's just, like, let's just be really thankful that Jim, like, called the police to report what he saw almost, like, directly after this. Yeah, that's super good. And a few minutes later, like I said earlier, Ricky got home, and his grandparents asked where his sister was. And he said that she wanted to stay and ride her bike longer, and that he just kind of wanted to go home. That's so sad, because he's just a little five-year-old. Yeah. He didn't, like, realize anything bad was going to happen. He just didn't want to be there anymore. Exactly. Exactly. And they sent him back to the Winn Dixie to go and get her. Okay, honestly, that was a poor choice sometimes. Yeah, back no, that was a very really poor choice. He's five years old. What is he going to do? Literally five. Like, think about other five year old kids, you know? And I mean, obviously, they didn't know anything bad had happened to Amber, but like, he's a five year old. He really shouldn't be biking on his own. Yeah. But, like, he shouldn't have biked back by himself. At least he was with his yeah. older sister at the time. Like, he shouldn't send him back there. And alone. at this point, they know that they like that the kids went farther than a block. Yeah, exactly. say the grandparents should have just gotten in the car and been like, yeah, "Amber, exactly. I'm mad at you. Why did you go here?" Yeah. So then, I mean, he returned a bit later, saying that she wasn't there. And since he was so little, like he really didn't understand the severity of the situation. Yeah, I mean, he probably thought that she just biked somewhere else. Yeah, and I mean... That's so sad. That's... Really sad. He went back to go get her after his grandparents... I mean, if I had to guess, his grandparents were probably not the nicest about the fact that he had biked home and his sister was somewhere, like... They were probably a little annoyed, and they were probably like, Ricky, go get your sister. Yeah, exactly. And then he had to bike back all over there by himself, but But then his sister wasn't even there. She wasn't even there, but her bike was still there. Oh, my God. Like, that was the only thing left. And, I mean, this kid's five. He doesn't understand, like... You know how people who at least know kind of, like, the dangers of everyday life and how there are actually monsters out there. Like, you constantly have these alarm bells going off in your head, like, oh, that guy's kind of creepy, I need to stay away from him. This oh, may just me- be, yes. I don't know if this happens to other people. But, I mean, like, this is something that you develop once you get older. Yeah. Like, a five-year-old at the time, I mean... I, I can't imagine he didn't realize something. He knew, must have known something was off, but, like, I doubt he realized that his sister was probably kidnapped. Yeah, I mean, that probably wasn't the first thing that anybody really thought. And that's just so sad. Like, can you imagine living with that for the rest of your life? Ugh. And her grandparents were, I mean, obviously panicked because it's not like she could have ran away. Like, you know how people, a lot of the times in cases where it's, like, minors go missing, people immediately seem, oh, they ran away. Yeah. And then they don't get filed as missing, but she's nine. She's, she's not going to run away. Old, and she also, if she was really trying to get somewhere else, she would take her bike with her. Exactly. You don't you wouldn't? She wouldn't have left on foot if she had her bike with her. Yeah. And her panicked grandfather then got in his car and drove to the Winn-Dixie in hopes to find her. And, I mean, he drove around, like, the area, too, and just there was no sign of her. And when nobody could find her, she was reported missing. And the only evidence that was left was her pink bike That's in the parking so lot. And she disappeared in a time period of only eight minutes. This is literally every parent's worst nightmare. Like, eight minutes is so short. Like, that's, that's, I, oh my god. I, that's insane. I mean, that is eight minutes in between the time that, like, her, she was with her brother and, like, at home and safe and just being kidnapped. Like, her brother was probably biking home. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it was just after he had left. Ugh. So, four days later, uh, this is four days after, people had been searching for her frantically. There were search parties, police were out looking for her, nobody could find any sign of her. And a man was walking his dog behind an apartment building that was less than five miles from where Amber disappeared. And he found the deceased body of a young girl. The body was then confirmed to be Amber by a coroner. And the autopsy showed that Amber had most likely been kept alive for two days before she was killed. Oh, my God. Yeah. That means she was probably, like, scared and hoping that She could be, like, found for two days. Mm Mm-hmm. And she had been repeatedly sexually assaulted, beaten, and her throat had been slit. That's terrible. Like, who is so twisted that, like they're able to do this to a nine-year-old girl. No, it's awful. It's really terrible. Like, I just, ugh, oh my god. And it's believed that the beating was what incapacitated her, but that had also taken place, like, in the two days that she was held captive. And the throat slit was what ended up actually killing her. And I mean, like, I just, that's so Like, eight minutes. Eight minutes in this whole girl's life and her whole family's life was over like that's just, that's so awful I'm, that is such a short amount of time for something bad to happen no in the fact it happened in daylight it happened at like 3 o'clock yeah and she was like literally alone for like probably a minute if that if that it's, ugh, it's so terrible so we're gonna start talking a little bit about the theory of this case so, there were never actually any suspects connected to this case. Seriously? Which, yeah, so I think that's super super weird for, like, three reasons. One, if, well, first of all, it just kind of sucks because it's, like, a super big case. Like, I mean, yeah. the Amber Alert came from this case. Like, you'd think that there would be a little bit more investigation into it. Exactly. And also, like, child ki- ca- uh, child kidnappings by a stranger are honestly such a small percentage. I know it's, like, what a lot of people hear about the most but it's such a small percentage of kidnappings. Yeah, like you think that like this would be like big investigation, and also like they had a witness and a description. And yeah, I, no, literally. I know the witness has since like died, but there was a description. So like, how did they not find anybody? And I mean like they didn't even like try to identify who the truck belonged. To. Like it's just there. I felt like there were so many things that could have been done and steps that could have been taken, and they were never. Taken. I guess like the technology was just not enough. I don't know. And it's just... It's so strange to me that there was never, like, an identification or even, like, some suspects that could be. Yeah. I also think it's super unlikely that this, like, was not a repeat offender. Exactly. I mean, going back to what we talked about earlier, like you said, usually little kids aren't kidnapped by strangers. It's, like, their parents or an estranged, like, family member. In this case, it clearly is a stranger. Yeah. Because, like... It's just it is. Like I, I can't describe why it is, it just is. Yeah, like, but it would have totally like they can't do that if it was like and it's it doesn't seem likely to me, especially when you're holding someone captive, you've kidnapped them for the purpose of torture. Mm-hmm. And that's not like why acquaintances and family members kidnap children Exactly. And also like I just think he's a repeat offender. It's just my little theory because he held her captive, which means he has a place and like yeah. The materials and resources to do that, mm-hmm. and he, like, knew how to torture her and kill her, which seems like something... And he knew how to leave no trace behind. Exactly. It seems really unlikely to me that Amber was his first victim, and yeah. I honestly don't think she was his last. Exactly. And I mean, it... Okay, the thing about this is it seems like it was planned out methodically, but, like, the victim wasn't necessarily planned. That's what like, I was, was thinking, more, yeah. Yeah. So like this guy clearly had done it before and he had experience with it. And the other thing that I can't not like can't stop thinking about is the fact that this guy probably had this place where he took her was close to where she lived. Because and why would he dump her five miles away from? It was her probably to close her. to where he lived, which means that there's like a, a very, very small, small cl- radius exactly like, where like he wouldn't pick her up and dump her in the same area unless he lived near there. No, literally. That's and I just. I just, there's so many things in this case I felt like could have been done so much better. I guess. I don't know. And also, like, about his, like, whole method, like, I think he wanted her body to be found from where he put it. Yeah. Behind like, an apartment building? I mean, like, this guy, the guy who found her was, like, he was the total, like, SBU dog walker guy who found the body. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, you don't put a body behind an apartment building Unless you want it to be found. Yeah, exactly. He didn't even bury her. He didn't make any effort to really hide the body. And I, like, I don't know. I feel like when you don't want the body to be found, like, the body is usually recovered from, like, a forest or, like, a ravine or something. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it was Texas, so I'd have to assume that there were places where you could hide a body Uh or wouldn't be found. And it must have been, like, right off of a trail because the guy was literally walking his dog. Yeah, Exactly. So, as we were saying, the theory of this case would most likely involve, like, a spur-of-the-moment decision rather than a planned abduction. But, like, also we were kind of thinking that it would be, like, this guy, I think we know, he knew what he was doing, but he hadn't picked out a victim. Like, I don't think yeah. he had been tracking Amber or anything. Mm-mm. It's also unlikely if he did live in the area to be tracking Amber because she didn't live there. Exactly. She was yeah. with her brand I didn't even there. think about that. So, it's really unlikely that this guy was, like, stalking her or anything. So it's most likely just, like, a creepo murderer guy who drove by and saw kids riding their bikes and knew what he was doing. And then when the, of course, when Ricky left, he was probably like, oh, it's gonna be easier if I just take her. Yeah, and so it makes me think a little bit, like, do you think he would have taken Ricky if... Some people just have I certain don't. types, like, this sounds so creepy, but like... Like an MO. Yeah, murderers have an MO, and sometimes it's like they take kids, uh, girls and boys, and sometimes they specifically target girls or boys. And I just think it's super, like, interesting, not interesting, but, like, did Ricky, because he decided to leave, was he saved? Or was this guy waiting for Ricky to go home? I think he might have been waiting. Because, honestly, like, it's just, I, kids are squirrely. If, okay, like, if he, if, let's say they were both together still, and he tried to take both of them at the same time, and, like, Ricky saw that Amber was freaking out, he probably would try to run, Maybe, okay, but I just can't imagine he was waiting for Ricky to leave because there's no way he would have known that, like, he probably assumed that they would be leaving at the same time. I mean, what if he was literally driving by and he saw that Ricky left and he was like, oh, perfect, now she's by herself. No, that's totally possible. Like, it wasn't like he was watching them at all, like, maybe 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 he just, just drove by right when Ricky was leaving and saw his opportunity. Yeah. There were no parents. I mean, it's horrifying. So... Like, after this, the theory would continue to say that he forced her into his car and held her captive and tortured her for two days. And I would assume that he either killed her intentionally, like, so I know sometimes, like, this is awful, but, like, pedophiles and murderers and torture people, whatever, they get, like almost bored of torturing the same victim, Mm -hmm. and will, like, kill him intentionally after a few days, and, like, go find their next victim, which would also kind of match the pattern of him being a repeat offender. Yeah. Or, he could have accidentally, like, killed her while torturing her, which is kind of like what you were saying earlier with how the, like, autopsy showed up about how she died. Yeah. So, I think either of those are honestly very high in probability, and I think it's possible, like you said, wasn't she incapacitated by one injury, but then... Her throat was slit yeah. after, so, so I think it popped Like maybe it was an accident, and he, he wanted to just make sure he was dead, she was dead before he dumped yeah. her. Yeah, yeah, I think that would just line up the Cause most. Cause throat slit, that's just like such a like. It's like, it's, it's a like fast fast a final. Thing. It's, it's a like like final. Just hit. making sure. Yeah, that's really right. what it is. And then so he would have dumped her body, and then somehow he's never been caught, which I guess there's just been a lack of physical evidence. I'm but not really th- sure. I just, like, how was there no semen? How was there no any other type of DNA? Like, like DNA, DNA under her fingernails? Yeah, no, like, we did research on, We did thorough research on this, and there was just no mention ever of DNA evidence. And I think that's super strange. Like, especially if you said that she attempted to fight back, you'd think that there'd be DNA, like, under yeah. her fingernails. Or, like, so, like, not necessarily... Or just anywhere on her? I yeah. don't know. Because as much as this guy seems like a pro... I feel as if it would be mentioned if he had, like, cleaned her or something. Like, exactly. Remember the something, dolly in the Black and had, like, that like guy she was, was, like, thoroughly... a psycho and he was, like, she was, like, thoroughly clean? I'm pretty sure it was mentioned that there was, like, blood and stuff on her, but yeah. it was never tested, I guess? I don't know. Like, the thing is, if he, if she was thoroughly clean, that would, like, help you to know that he was an experienced killer and he had planned this out and he clearly knew what he was doing, But it's just weird that they never mention it. They never mention DNA, but they also never mention that she was thoroughly cleaned or anything. So, I really don't think that she would have been cleaned, but I don't think that necessarily goes against the fact that he was an experienced killer. I Mm -hmm. think he could still be an experienced killer without DNA evidence, or, like, cleaning her of DNA evidence. I just think it's super strange. I don't know. I mean, I think the 90s, the technology was decent. And if it wasn't, I mean, obviously, it's nothing compared to now. I know a lot of cases have retested old DNA and solved the case. So. I don't really know if there is DNA. Maybe there just wasn't. Maybe it was lost somehow. I know that happens sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. It's super weird. Or maybe it was just, like, not enough to test. I suppose. I don't know. It's, like, weird little facts. I've never seen a case lacking on such DNA when there's, like, a lot of information about how she died. Exactly. Usually there's, that's, like, a twofer. Like, this case is, like, fairly, like, well covered. I feel like there's a lot of information on it. But that's just something not mentioned, and that's just so important, I feel like. Yeah. I don't know. Um. Okay, so now I'm going to talk about the Amber Alert history just a little bit for our international listeners who may not know what... It- is exactly and also it's kind of important to say like why the amber alert was created like after this case i think yeah because i feel like it doesn't really stand out unless you kind of know like i didn't even connect the two until jillian said something about it yeah i found this case and then i found out that this was the amber alert case like isn't that i even. Mean, okay this is also stupid but i had no idea the amber alert was named after a case no, I didn't either. So I thought Amber Alert actually had to do with like something with youth because okay, hear me out. This may sound ridiculously <laughs> oh stupid, God. but I had this whole theory since I was like a kid that like so there's this thing called a silver alert for like missing <laughs> old people. Don't laugh. Old people go missing no. too. Guys, just look up Silver Alert and look at pictures. Don't make fun of missing old people, Izzy. Julian, it's so funny. We were laughing at them. No, but we can't publicly make fun of them. Okay, I'm not making fun of them. I'm saying for research purposes. Research Research purposes. purposes. Okay. So, anyway, because there was Silver Alert for old people, I assume that was like because, you know, they're old, silver, like silver hair. Yeah. Right? So then I thought Amber Alert was like named for like kids because. Do you, do you remember when you were younger, like, in science museums and stuff, you'd see, like, bugs frozen in amber? Yes. So I thought amber had to do with, like, being frozen in time, like a kid. Honestly, this is, like, very thorough thoughts for a six-year-old, but I thought that's why amber alerts were called that, because I thought it had to do with, like, being young. I mean, I get that, but that's just, like, deep, such a deep thing. I literally thought about this when I was, like, six or seven. Like, I had this whole theory. I I thought that for years. I thought that's why that was called that. I had no idea it was based on a case. I'm like, that's... Well, now it makes me think maybe Silver Alert's based on a case and we had no idea. I mean, Silver's a common last name. Silver is actually a pretty common last name, But gold, too. Yeah. Okay, so, Amber Alert, actually, okay, so it's based on Amber's case, but it also stands for America's Missing Broadcast Emergency Response. Oh, so it does have an acronym, too. That's kind of cool. Well, that's nifty. How what did they, they come up with, with that? that? And, I mean, I don't know how they came up with that. I think it's just like... They got lucky there that they had a case and a an yeah. acronym, wow. But, I mean, honestly, like, the acronym doesn't... It's not really like... No, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but it, it, it works. Yeah. I mean, I bet whoever came up with that got paid a lot of money. Yeah. And, I mean, an Amber Alert is really used to help alert the public that a child is missing and provide information that can be used to help find them. I mean, I know it's specifically used. Like, they don't often have information about like, like witness description. Yeah. But uh, usually, when I get Amber Alerts, it's like a car make, car model, a license. Plate. Yeah, exactly. I get whenever I get Amber Alerts. I always get this feeling like I'm like I'm gonna find the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean like, it just like Jillian said, it kind of has what the child looks like. And If there is really any information on what the suspect look like, looks like, then maybe they'll have that. Like if it's a parent, potentially. But, but usually it's a vehicle description. Yeah. And I mean, by the way, this like this is an alert that pops up on your phone almost like a text message and it has like a I don't even it know has a what noise it sound, like, it's, it's like a panic so sound. It's so annoying. But it's kind of funny, too. If Well, back in the day, Izzy and I used to attend real school. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, sometimes everyone, Amber liked <laughs> to go off at the same time in class. Yeah. It was honestly so funny. Like, we'd be in the middle of a test, and, like, an Amber Alert would go off. And it would be like, boop, boop, boop. And you could hear it, like, all around the space. Yeah. It was really funny, actually. And, I mean, like, you may be wondering, like, what does this have to do with Amber's case, like, if anything? So, due to the fact that Amber was kept alive for multiple days, and because we had a de- description of both her kidnapper and the car on the first day that she went missing, like, then it was a possibility that she could have been saved and found. I know. That's so scary, like, yeah. to think that, like, I don't know, like, there was a possibility and it wasn't, but, like, it's so helpful, like, because, like, mm-hmm. an Amber, like, if, it, let's say the Amber had existed then, like, they could have sent out all these descriptions that they have no literally and like and he could've been found I don't know it just it seems so crazy to me that like when you send this out everyone everyone sees this I mean it goes up to everyone unless you like turn off your Amber Alert or something but, like, they could have identified someone, like, I mean, you could have just seen him in public or driving his car. Yeah, and been like, oh, wait, that looks kind of weird. Why is there a crying girl in the- yeah, in this car yeah. that looks like this? Or, like, even even if, like, let's say this guy was very skilled and knew, like, not to try to take her into, like, a grocery store or something he was in a car, he was driving, if they could send out that information within, like, the 10 minutes or whatever, like, what if he was driving, and someone was, they were stopped at, like, a red light, and someone next to him noticed? Yeah, exactly, and they told the police. Like, that's just, and that's exactly why they're made, because there's so many cases like this that happen in America and, like, all over the world on a daily basis, so that's why it's so important to have these alerts, and, I mean, another interesting thing that I found that I didn't know is that almost in every state in the United States, there's a different name for the alert. So in Georgia, which is where we live, there it's called Levi's Call in memoriam for a little kid who went missing and was murdered named Levi Frady. Yeah, I think it's kind of cool that they have a different one for each state. Like Amber Alerts are like just the national system. So like I think all neighboring states in like the state get them. So mm-hmm. they kind of cover their bases in like nationally. But the ones that are specific to states, I guess, is if you're not concerned about them leaving the state in which they were kidnapped. Yeah. Um, Like, I think you can tell a lot of times in cases if a killer is planning on taking them across state lines. So, like, in ones that they're not concerned about that, they just send one out to, like, the state. Mm -hmm. And I think that's pretty cool. Like, they they got systems going on. And I mean, it's also, like, kind of, like, in memory. Like, you know how they have... You can name roads and highways and stuff. You can name roads and highways? Yeah. You didn't know that? No. Can I have a Jillian highway? I think you can. I can have an Izzy highway. Oh. Let's get a TGIC highway. Oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) Donate to us, and we'll have a TGIC highway. make a GoFundMe. (laughs) Yes. Okay, but, yeah, like, that's what it's for, and I think that's so important, and it just... Like, spreads more awareness, I guess. Yeah, I think it's it's nice. Like, it's, it spreads awareness, it's a memoriam, and it also is, like, while it's also a memorial of someone, it's helping, like, protect other kids. Exactly. It's a really great system, and I think that's why we really wanted to talk about it in this case. Like, we got a good case to talk about, and we also got to spread a little bit of awareness and talk about how the Amber Alert was created, which was super cool. Yeah. So, thank you guys so much for tuning into episode 16 of TGIC Podcast. If you liked this episode and you listen on Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave us a review and follow us on Instagram at TGIC.podcast. Bye!